Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good Friday morning, and it's good to have J. Will yes. back in the house. I'm back. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Oh, my name's back on the show now. I made it. <laughs> We're pres- here. And not only, you, not only are you on track, Key, if you just heard us there in the open, you could be right by Saturday night. It's officially again Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. You said Lakers in five, and Lakers in five halfway through the weekend could be a reality. It, it could be. And, and you, like I said, you take the snake, you cut the head off. That's where we're at. The head is off. It's still moving. It's in the box. The lid is over to the side. We'll take care of business, put the lid on it, send them back to Denver. He's right. I mean, look, we, we said the other day, JaVale McGee did not start. Dwight Howard started. Jokic was in foul trouble the whole game. LeBron James, down the stretch, took Jamal Murray. Defensively, everything lined up. They dominated. I'm just going to say one thing, though. Say it. When you send a letter to the NBA <laughs> about LeBron James not getting enough foul calls – and then LeBron James and Anthony Davis combined for 28 free throw attempts, mm-hmm. while the Nuggets' entire team combines for 23 free throw attempts, even though their defense was insane. Those are the kind of things that just make you go, come on, guys. You, you don't need to send a letter. Now you got Mike Malone at the post presser saying, I'm going to send a letter now. We're going to take this up with the NBA. It just leads to that. You don't need to do that. Just still dominate the game and win the game. Do you, do you think? Because... <laughs> I know people have conspiracy theories about the Lakers and they in the NBA just want to see LeBron and the Lakers in the championship. Do you really honestly think that that letter had yes. a major yes. impact on what the referees made a decision? Or did the letter have the referees just look at the fouls in game three and say, yeah, we missed that one? Because you know – for so long, bigs have had problems. Guys like AD, LeBron, when you foul them, it doesn't, it's like a little fly in a net, right? Yeah. A, a small guard I, go to the cup, get fouled, they fall to the floor. It's glaring. You can see it. Both things can be true at the same time. I think the Lakers put themselves in positions to get a lot of foul calls, right? Mm-hmm. Anthony Davis last night, first seven possessions, he was attacking the rim. He was attacking the rim. That's what you want to see from AD. AD was we talked about, oh, he was balling. We talked about the Lakers playing inside out, right? But at the same time, so they justified a lot of the calls. But when you complain like that before the game, and then you have a plus 13 free throw attempt margin, and your two stars actually have five more free throw attempts than the entire team, optically that looks bad. So so is Denver going to complain? Or he said he's going to talk or whatever to the league or the powers that be. Now is that going to change? Well, let's hear from Michael Malone. First things first, it's 2020. Who's sending a letter anymore? Don't you just send like a send text an message? Email. Yeah, well, do they, well, I don't know if it's a letter. It might, it might have been an email. Send a direct right? message. It's like National Signing Day. We're still using the fax machine, folks? What's going on here? It's 2020. Michael Malone wants to know what's going on here. I'm going to give you some specific numbers about LeBron's free throw shooting, the Lakers' free throw shooting, their proclivity to get to the line. But First, proclivity. Michael Malone, proclivity, their good ability word. to get to the line. I'm just, I'm just good taking notes. Man. I got that one. <laughs> Michael Malone, not happy with another big word, the discrepancy. Yeah, that's not as big. <laughs> we got that, fellas? Well, maybe not. Oh, that's all right. Well, until we get it, that's his complaining, right? He just feels like, for whatever reason, King James and the Lakers went to the league. But that happens. Michael Jordan did it for years. 
And everybody gave Michael Jordan, or the referees gave Jordan the benefit of the doubt. When I played in the NFL and I played football, a guy would grab me once or twice, and I would tell the ref, say, dude's grabbing me. And the next thing you know, boom, there goes the yellow flag. Some people get the benefit of the doubt. I'm not saying it's wrong. This is chess, jockeying for different positions, making the league, making referees aware that, hey, you may not see LeBron James get fouled enough because he's 6'9", 245 pounds, and people are bouncing off him left and right. But in the same breath, like from a smaller market, like Denver, Denver's looking at this, and all their fans are going to look at this and say, well, like, why does LeBron James need more foul calls? He's the king. He's the best player in the NBA. Here's some numbers. We need the best player and one of the best teams, the team most yeah, favored we to, need win, to win a championship by Vegas, sending a letter to the NBA complaining about foul calls. Like if you're, if you're a Denver fan, you're out of your mind right now. And speaking of being a Denver fan, here is Mike Malone probably channeling all the anger for the Denver fans about the discrepancy. Here's the Nuggets coach on how they're going to handle the lack of foul calls they're getting and the Lakers are receiving. They went to the foul line 35 times. Um, I think I'm going to have to go through the proper channels like they did to see if we can figure out how we can get some more free throws. Um, And and I think late in the game, I thought Jamal Murray attacked the basket a few times uh, where it appeared to be contact. So we'll watch the film and we'll send our clips in and we'll reach out to the NBA and and kind of make our points noted. And uh, whether, whether them going through the proper channels affected tonight or not, I have no idea. Uh, the NBA does a great job of listening, and then hopefully, you know, you hope that next game, um, maybe some of those fouls are called. And there was a little tongue-in-cheek commentary <laughs> there because he channeled some of the words that Frank Vogel himself said about mm-hmm. the Lakers complaining in the first place. Again, 114-108 for the Lakers, putting the Nuggets on the brink of elimination and the Lakers on the brink of the finals. Here's some key numbers that I just want to bring to the table before Jay gives his analysis here. Bottom line, through the first three games, one, two, and three, LeBron James, the king, 10 total free throws through the first three games, only had two in game three. What do you got, It's so funny. I love our show, and I love when people respond. So a buddy of mine just texts me from L.A. Uh He goes, Uh when LeBron shot 10 free throws in in three games, I didn't hear Jay Will mention the blankety-blank refs. Who is that? Who's texting you? Who's your boy? I want to call him by his government name. Who is he? No, no. I'm just, it's so funny, though. Because you just said that simultaneously with him texting me, and it wasn't a setup. It, it's just, you know. I, I, all I'm saying is when they were up 2-0 before they lost their game, I didn't hear the Lakers complaining about LeBron James and lack of free throw. I can make that same debate and flip it on his back. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I That's get all, it. And, and I, I get it. Ten free throws combined. LeBron James should get more than ten free throws combined. But what happens is when you send a letter, when you're up 2-1. It, to looks, one, it looks odd. Yes. Yeah, I, I it, get perception, reality. It looks odd. Lakers in, Nuggets out. That's all we care about in the NBA. Television, we want to see the Lakers. We want to see LeBron. Let, I understand. Let me ask you another numbers-related question. So 10 free throws to the first three games, which we mentioned, and Key's buddy texted right in, only two free throws total in game three. He had 14 last night. So essentially he shot more free throws last night than he had in the previous three games of the series. But here's the big number I want to get into. And Jay, tell me this from a season-long perspective. And you guys are always shiding me because of the numbers, my numbers, geeky, stuff like that. Here's the thing. 5.7. This year, LeBron averaged per game 
free throw 5.7 free throw attempts per game. The lowest in his career. So, if indeed the Lakers are complaining about not getting calls throughout the totality of this quote-unquote regular season, Thank you. this had been the lowest free throw attempts LeBron has ever made in his career. I understand it's not 82. I understand there's some rest involved after getting the one seed and not playing as many games, which could bump his average up. I get all that. But at 5.7 throughout the entirety of the season key, essentially he was not getting to the line at all during the regular season so that he's not getting to the line at all in the playoffs shouldn't be the biggest shock in the world if you take a look at the body of work this But year. in the regular season, was he going to the cup nearly as as, as much? I don't though? know. Mm-hmm. Jay, you watch a lot. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, he went to the cup, but also, I mean, look, the point guard position, he was a facilitator. He also averaged say. 10 that's, assists that's per game. Led the league. Led the league this game, that. so it was, it was a lot more fast-paced in transition. I'm not saying that LeBron James did not put himself in a position to get these fouls called last night. He did. All I'm saying is... he was is, putting himself in this, not just last night, the game before the, the he game, was. Yeah, he, was but, be, he was putting his head down, Jay, and going to the rim, and they was beating him and grabbing, and it was just like nothing. But all, all, all I'm saying, okay, all right, there was one game. It was one game where that seemed like that occurred. Okay? There was so, one game. It's but, so, that, but it seems like, you know, when there's one game that occurs like that, and then you write a letter... What, no, what that just, seems to me is that that creates this whole narrative that this has been a common theme. We've been seeing this continuously throughout this series when even though the numbers skew towards the same way what he averaged throughout the regular season, like to have 14 for AD and LeBron to have 28 free throw attempts to Denver's 23. But, but I'm just AD saying that played, narrative. AD played down low a little bit more in this game than he did in the previous two games. Key. I'm saying I agree with you. Okay. I'm saying that they did put themselves in that position. Like, they they deserved a lot of those calls. Okay. I'm just saying how it looks optically yeah, well. is really bad because oh, well. of sending a letter. Oh, well, we got to do That's what all we got to do. Let's also hope the penmanship of the like, letter was great. People are saying, here, here the Lakers are saying they have to do what they have to do. You know, that, that's what's going to drive people crazy. You got to do what it's, you got to do. You guys are by far the favorite. Okay, so, send we, letter. so if we don't say anything at all, I'm not we saying. don't get the 20 free throws. We lose the game. Then what? I, I'm not saying that's wrong. We're doing a disservice <laughs> to ourselves. And remember, there was nobody better than former Laker coach and Bulls coach Phil Jackson than using the media to go out there and say things, to get put things out there. Yes. To make sure the officials are listening. And if you have to do it in a media scrum, that's one thing. If you have to do it in a letter, a letter again in 2020, <laughs> that's another. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance with insurance for cars, homes, boats, motorcycles, RVs, and commercial vehicles at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and progressive.com. Still to come, the self-proclaimed Conference of Champions is hoping to add another championship in football this fall, doing a total 180. And another league, very quietly, did the very same with Nary, the attention. We'll talk about that on the way after Jay has this from Shell. I still want to know your friend's name, Keyshawn. Here we go. Shell knows that from the time you get up in the morning to when you wrap up at night, there's a lot of hurry-ups, meet-ups, and eat-ups. That doesn't leave a lot of time for sports. So make time to catch up on all the layups, tee-ups, and batter-ups by going to Shell and getting three things done at once. First, fill it with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. I did that yesterday. It's their most advanced fuel ever, and it helps keep your engine running like new with four levels of defense against gunk, wear, corrosion, and friction. Then save up with the Fuel Rewards Program and never pay full price for gas again. To join, just download the app or go to fuelrewards.com. You'll be able to start saving today. And finally... 
Snack up with the in-stores and in-store rewards to save even more at the pump. You can pay less for gas just by buying the snacks and essentials you need. How great is that? So go to Shell and make most of the stop you need to make. And engines that continuously use Shell V-Power Nitro plus premium gasoline. See full terms and conditions at FuelRewards.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Yes, the voices. Welcome back indeed. College football back in the Pac-12 the lone holdout in the Power Five. You just heard the voice of Larry Scott, the Pac-12 commissioner, who we'll hear from in just a second, essentially saying they can get seven games in. You heard Joey Galloway there on College Game Day Live last night on ESPN and our college football playoff reporter, Heather Dinich. So if you didn't hear the... They hope to get seven games in. Hope. They hope. Hope. The Pac-12 will hope to play seven games beginning November 6th. And uh, tongue planted firmly in cheek. Usually they follow the Big Ten about an hour after the Big Ten makes news the Pac-12 does. This time they waited about 10 days to uh, imitate the Big We're Ten. We're smart. <laughs> we want to make sure everything's okay. Really quick, out west also, we should mention that the Mountain West, which is a group of five league outside of the Power Five, is going to play an eight-game schedule starting in October. The only reason I mention that is people do believe if this season is as topsy-turvy as many think it might be because of the coronavirus, this could be, could be the first opportunity in the history of the playoff that a group of five team that would be a quote-unquote non-major five team gets into the playoff let's hear from larry scott the commissioner last night on freddie and fitzsimmons on espn radio saying better late than never and only seven games when some teams might play 11 like in the acc they still have a shot at the playoff there's no doubt we'll be part of the conversation and have a chance at the end of the day this committee is going to select the four best teams and they're going to look at data and they're going to you know it's going to be the eye test and all that 
Um, obviously, we're starting later than others, and potentially we have less games than others. But I'll tell you, in talking to my colleagues in the other conferences and looking at how the first few weeks have gone, none of my colleagues can look in the eye and tell you how many games each of those teams is going to play in the Big 12. The ACC, the SEC, or otherwise Notre Dame is having to sit out this week. So no one, no one knows how many games they're going to play, and there's going to be a wide variety of resumes that the selection committee is going to have to look at and decide they will not all have played the same number of games. There'll be some player eligibility issues and other things, and we'll, we'll be in the mix. It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Let's go straight to key. Obviously, this is a seven-game conference-only schedule, which obviously would preclude any non-conference games, which sometimes, if you play a big boy, is a great litmus test to see exactly how you fare outside of your league. That's not a possibility this year, but you think for the two heavies in this league, including your alma mater, it won't be necessary. Uh, yeah, I don't think so, because college football, when, when USC is good, that's good for college football. It's like Ohio State, it's the like Alabamas, the Michigans. They, you know, the college football landscape would love to see a USC in the Final Four in the playoffs, uh, or an Oregon for that matter. I don't think that that really matters. If you look at Oregon last year, they lost early to Auburn, but they were still right there. If they don't drop that when the Arizona State, they're still right there in the end. So, you know, seven games, you know, I know I went back and forward on this one. I could be a little bit of a hypocrite as far as this goes. If SC plays seven and they get through it and they're undefeated, then you got to take a look at them being in the college football playoff along with whoever else is undefeated. You differ, Jack. You see, yeah, I, I don't see a team from the Pac-12 making it into the college football playoffs. And, and here's why I think it's going to be interesting. I first off think this is going to be the most controversial college football playoffs we'll have probably since the BCS. It is going to be insane. It's going to be so subjective with a lot of these postponements. So let's say hypothetically a team in the Pac-12, you only play five games. Say two games get postponed, right? You only play five games. Now what's going to happen is in the Pac-12 North, Oregon's in the Pac-12 North alone, right? So if you're playing your division conference games only, right, whereas the Pac-12 South, you're going to have uh, USC, Arizona State, they're going to get a chance let to me, play. Let me stop you before you even go any further. Five games is not enough in general, no matter who you are. Five games is just not enough. No so seven who, games, so two more games and five is enough? Two more games, I would – That's that. two more games is closer to that eight, nine, ten, okay. eleven that some other teams could potentially play. So if Oregon isn't really playing anybody because they're only playing in their division until yeah. they get to the Pac-12 championship game uh-huh. and then say they do beat, I don't know, throw it out there, USC, who's undefeated too. Okay. Is that resume? That's not going to be. Is that resume going to be good uh, enough to be in the college football playoffs? Yeah. It, it, that's what I'm saying. It's going to be subjective with the eye test. But I really think them but not having it, but, out of conference games is, is going to hinder them. Where you have look, eight teams are ranked in the top 25 in the SEC. But Jay six Will, teams are ranked in the top 25 in the ACC. But Jay Will, that's every year in the SEC. They hide behind Alabama and LSU. I, Tennessee ain't no damn good. Ole Miss it. ain't good. But Mississippi State ain't like but that. But it's also what's on your Kentucky resume. Kentucky not though. like that. It's also what's on your resume. So uh, it goes very subjective if you're just doing eye tests where you haven't seen a Pac-12 team stack up competition-wise against teams, an out-of-conference team. There's three teams in the SEC that I feel uh, – four. Four in the SEC that I feel are dogs. Okay. Georgia, Florida, uh, Alabama, and LSU. Okay. They, they kind of – Florida just got back where they belong. Okay. LSU obviously is LSU with Coach O. Alabama's Alabama and Georgia's been doing pretty good of late. Mm-hmm. Those four teams are always going to be in that conversation. 
they, they're going to, for the most part, hide behind Alabama's success in the past. Again, when USC is good, people want to see that it's a national brand. It's like Ohio State. People want to see it. Now, whether or not they're good enough to, to run the table and do it, that's an eyeball test. You could still take out those four or so games and pare down the seven and still see what they are. Totally you can. Just like you. you can see a team play nine games in what they are, ten games in what they are. I'm just saying when you get a chance to see teams in the SEC against teams that are ranked and more quality competition, when you won't get a chance to see that as much in the Pac-12, you can also get a chance to see that in the ACC more. But, it, it makes it hard subjectively just to say, hey, well, they were 7-0. and No, but you got to – like college football playoff has always said, the committee – it's subjective. They've got to see with their eyes what it looks like, what the competition looks like. That is the important thing. They got to be able to tell who's good. I mean, you can look at a team and say, well, this guy's good. He's a first round pick. This guy's good. He's a second round. This guy's good. He's coming back. You can look at it and tell if a team is good. You don't have to wait to see who they play. At least I don't. Last word. Speaking of good. Pac-12, not so good in the totality of the playoff. Only two Pac-12 schools have ever made the college football playoff, mm. Oregon and Washington, yeah. and the Huskies were the last in 2016. Yeah, we're still coming yeah. back off scholarship problems. So yeah. think about that. you got seven games, and you've had that much of a drought. There will not be a team from the Pac-12. Man, stop hating. Playoffs. I'm not hating. I'm just telling it's you. There's only one team coming out of the ACC, and that would be Clemson. Break. Straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. On the way, a record-setting night in the NFL, and is a record-setting receiver about to get back into the league. We'll talk about that with our NFL insider after Key has this. Foot odor, throwing you off your game? Stick to a winning game plan with Odor Eaters. Featuring three advanced odor and wetness fighters, the lineup provides long-lasting odor control, plus to keep your feet on their game. Odor Eaters powder provides outstanding moisture control. Clear drying spray is the MVP in preventing athletes' foot, while insoles working continuously to manage wetness while adding a layer of comfort. Pick up today at Walmart, Target, CVS, Dollar General, or other fine retailers. Odor eaters destroy foot odor with the best in odor defense. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 
Jeremy, in week three, the Chargers are going to take on the Carolina Panthers. And I think the first thing we've got to ask you is what is next for Tyrod Taylor after the debacle with the punctured lung administered by the team doctor? Yep. Well, Zubin, great to be with you. So the NFL Players Union is planning to investigate this matter, but I'm told it's basically a three-step process. Right now, they're just fact-finding. By next week, they should be deciding, is it worth initiating a full-blown investigation into this situation? Because the key for them is to find out, are there any lost wages here? Does he have any bonus money in his contract that he could be missing out because of the game's miss that he would normally be starting for the Chargers? So I'm I'm hearing everything with the team is good. Justin Herbert says, look, I'm good either way. I'm prepared to play my best for this team. But once Tyrod gets back, I will gracefully step back, no problem. It's just a matter of figuring out if there was any malpractice here. And the union said, you know, the people I've talked to there say it could take months to figure that out. Jeremy, uh, I got my man Jay Will over here with me, big Giants fan, and, and you know, heart-wrenching loss for the Giants with Saquon Barkley's injury. Yep. What happens now with his contract, future contract situation, given the fact that people around the league sometimes don't want to pay running backs? Yeah, Keyshawn, Saquon's a fascinating situation because here's a player that many personnel executives I've talked to around the league believe that he is the top running back. Even despite Christian McCaffrey's crazy numbers last year, they'd be like, if they're building a team, Saquon would be the guy because he's got power, he's got speed, he's got the big playability, everything you want. And so now that's all on pause because he needed that big statistical year to stake his claim on that matter and then come over the top with a big contract so he could do it after three years. He'd be a first-round pick, but you know he's, he could do a contract structured bigger than McCaffrey's $16 million per year. We're talking maybe even $17, $18 million. But all that is on pause right now because the Giants can afford to wait, see how he rehabs, make sure that he comes back in year four healthy, feeling good, putting up big numbers. Then they can revisit, but a lot's on the line right now for him. Jeremy, the Chicago Bears are 2-0, but what would it take for them to pull Mitchell Trubisky? Ooh, Jay, will probably take, uh, from what I heard, you know, a, a consecutive bad performances. We're talking about two or three in a row, you know, because they, they like what he's doing, plus they're 2-0, that all helps. They know they have Nick Foles there that can come, really come in at any time because of his experience. He could come in in a week four, he could come in in a week 13, and he can perform well either way in relief. But the thing with Trubisky, their issue is consistency, from what I've heard. They've been preaching this to him for weeks now because... He's had a good half and a bad half in both games, so they want him to put it all together and that so this offense can really take flight and complement that running game. Antonio Brown didn't want to play in the NFL anymore. Then he did want to play in the NFL. Then he didn't want to play in the NFL. Now he wants to play in the NFL. What's his future like, and when will it happen? So he's preparing to play. He's got the eight-game suspension right now. I'm told he's just training in South Florida, looks good, ready to go. That's never been the issue. The issue is all the other stuff that he's been dealing with. He's still got a case uh, with his former trainer, Brittany Taylor, that is unresolved. That could add even more games to his suspension. But there have been teams in the last few months that have been poking around on this. I'm told the Houston Texans have been at least you know, loosely in the mix. I talked to somebody in Brown's camp. They said they believe that Houston, among all the teams, has shown the most interest through this process. Seattle kind of came and went. Some other teams looked into it. But you know, Houston at 0-2 and needing a number one receiver for Deshaun Watson, it could make some sense down the road. There's no question about it. We will see. He's had trouble sticking everywhere, whether it's the Raiders who loved him, whether it was the Pats that used him and implemented him. It's been on him to stick, and he hasn't been able to do it. Jeremy, thank you so much. Week three officially underway after the big one in Florida last night. Awesome schedule on tap this Sunday and Monday. Appreciate it. 
Thanks, Evan. Appreciate it. All right, Jay. Great to have Jeremy Fowler with us. Key, we were discussing this a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about Antonio Brown essentially maybe returning to the league. One of the things that you said was, man, I hope he saved his money because it didn't really seem to think that if you look at the track record of how it ended in Pittsburgh, what he's got going on civilly right now, as he mentioned, the the civil suit going on against uh, his trainer that they knew each other back in their college days. Then the cry, the cryotherapy with the feet. Remember that whole incident? Mm. Then the I'm free running around video after he left the Raiders. Then going to the Pats, catching a touchdown pass in his one game there, working his way out of New England after those allegations came to light and Mr. Kraft decided he had to go. I mean, you know, there's like a nine lives type situation here, but the talent is unmistakable and he's looking like he's going to get another chance. What are your thoughts on all this? Pretty interesting timeline. Huh? Yes. Look, Think about that. That's I, 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 know last a, year. I know A.B., and I, I like A.B. as a person and everything like that. Um, just, you know, when you kind of try to figure out his mind and what he's thinking, it's complicated. And he's such a talented player that you want to see him playing on Sundays because he's really good. You see what he did for New England in one game against Miami. Hooked up with Tom Brady on a touchdown, a couple other uh, passes. It would be hard, though, to sign him that late in the year. Depending on where Houston, for instance, is at, it would be hard for me to want to bring a guy in that I'm not too familiar with and I don't know where his mind is at when I got a young quarterback like Deshaun. needs. He certainly needs a... A go-to guy, his go-to yes, guy, he does. his go-to guy is in Arizona. So that mistake was obviously made. The fact that you were kicking tires on an Antonio Brown, you made a mistake in Houston, Bill O'Brien, about moving DeAndre Hopkins. But do you want to bring him in and have a situation where Deshaun now has to manage that if something starts to, you know? Uh, go wrong that Deshaun has to manage or do you do a contract as such that we could cut bait at the moment that you sneeze you're gone yes you make amendments in the contract that you can get let go if you don't abide by certain rules and I I would but say we are talking about the second half of the season right so yeah, they got to be games, in, they got to be in like a playoff push I also look this is this is really fascinating to me because I've been a big proponent and advocate of owning your own narrative so understanding that we've all made mistakes in the past, the more you own it, though, Key, the more that empowers you to move forward, learning from those mistakes. So I think if you were to see Bill O'Brien go down this road, like that would be a mission of guilt. But like I'm okay with that as long as he would own the fact that, and I said this at the beginning of the year, I was like, are they sure they want to let go of DeAndre Hopkins? Are you sure you want to make that move? I was questioning the likes of him being a GM and a head coach at the same time. But if, it, if things are not going the right way in Houston – now, to play against the Steelers coming up next, the Vikings, who knows how their defense will respond. The Jags, they should get that win. The Titans, I mean, the Packers after that. A lot of tough games. But if you're getting into that scenario where you need a jolt of energy, even though he will be challenging at times to handle, you got to give Deshaun Watson the talent that he deserves to be somewhat successful on well, the Well, he field. had a talent. Bill O'Brien made a decision to let that talent walk out the door because he wanted some new money. Arizona had no problem ponying up and getting him over that $20 million a year uh, salary, which he certainly deserves. Bill O'Brien did make the mistake. It's just that, for me, depending on where the team is at, if the team is in a situation where they're looking like they're going to win the division, but 
they're doing it despite the receiving core, then you go ahead and you push it all in the middle and you grab an Antonio Brown because if you're if you're looking at your job security, and if it's a win or else go home situation for Bill O'Brien, he has to take a chance on it and just do it. Now take this for what you want to take it for. I, I happen to believe in his word. Deion Sanders the other day on first take got a chance to answer a question that can you trust A.B.? And he said, oh, yes, you can trust him right now. You know why? Because he hasn't received an NFL paycheck in quite some time. When you separate a man from his money, life gets tough. I think that's interesting. No, I it, it, I it, think it's no, interesting. No, it's, it's very interesting because it's interesting. I didn't, know, I didn't realize Deion said that, but of my longtime agent, Jerome Stanley, has always told me, about, you know, athletes, he's represented so many in football and basketball. Mm-hmm. And he's always said, it's, you know, when guys are holding out and things like that, he says to me, he goes, <laughs> it's funny, he goes, when they go to that ATM machine and they punch in them buttons and they get that printout right there and it looks, those numbers are slid over far to the right. I'm making decisions a little bit different. It's a little bit different mm-hmm. than when they all the way to the left. I'm like, yeah, it makes you know, because everybody likes to eat lobster and steak. Mm-hmm. They don't want to go back to eating that bologna. It's not, that's not really what they want to do. And my thing is he hasn't been on the big stage since he came out with his rap album, right? Like his, his that rap song. <laughs> that's the last time he was on stage. Literally. A- A-B, is, literally. A.B. is really good, man, when he's good. I mean, when he's when he was ready to go, he was ready to go. I I like him. I just don't know. if. See, and here's another interesting thing. If you couldn't handle DeAndre Hopkins' attitude about his money mm. and you Bill O'Brien, and allegedly mm-hmm. there was conversations right. that was had in their room in a one-on-one conversation with Bill O'Brien and DeAndre Hopkins, and it didn't go so well. How are you going to handle Antonio Brown? Now, I don't know. Maybe Antonio Brown has a relationship with Kenny Steele's because Kenny played down in Miami and AB's from the area and they work out together or maybe he has a relationship with Deshaun Watson. I don't know. I don't know the dynamics of the locker room when it comes to him or who on their coaching staff feels like that they can handle it because coaches always feel like they can handle a situation. And this is one that if, again, if they're in a position that looks like they can win the division and potentially save Bill O'Brien's job and things of that nature – they should do it. Okay, how, how much how much clout does Deshaun Watson actually have with the franchise? Oh, if a he, lot. If he wanted to get this Absolutely. done. Absolutely. If he wanted could to get, he get it done. Absolutely, 100%. All right, so for a young quarterback, I mean, he, he's going to have to weigh that decision too as a leader now. But that's what I was moving saying. Forward. Yeah, he, exactly. Does he want to deal with that? Do, do you want to deal but, with it? But, and, I mean, look, Michael Jordan had to deal with Dennis Rodman. You have to deal with strong personality sometimes. But MJ was willing to, but is Deshaun willing to? Maybe Deshaun doesn't want to have to always hear A.B. or A.B.'s personality. It, it just it just depends. Everybody in professional sports, and you know this, Jay Will, they don't want to deal. They want this stuff to be smooth. Yeah, they don't but, want problematics, even if it means a championship. But if smooth means we're still losing games and getting our tails kicked, then we need a, a jolt of energy. I need somebody that's going to come. And I think sometimes you have to look for this as a leader. Who can come in here and be somewhat disruptive? Now, if I have to manage that, obviously we saw Tom Brady and Bill Belichick try to manage that. Oh, he was, was cool. Some, he, he was cool, only, right? They, only reason why they cut him is because the, the, the allegations came out 
after the or right around the Miami game. So they said, you know what, we we got to move on. He was fine for that week and a half that he was in New England. Understood. So you know, if I'm Deshaun Watson, I'm calling Lamar Jackson. I'm saying, hey, look. You know, what was your experience like him when he came in for a workout? Because he came into a workout with the Ravens, right? Like, what what did you see? Did you think he can do it? And now if I if I weigh all those options, the, the risk-reward with having this guy on my team, if I feel like he's in the right frame of mind, he's, I got to do it. He stayed at Tom Brady's house. I got to do so it. So they felt good about him. And it's the extremes. The Raiders are sort of a renegade organization that'll take anybody, and if it can't work there, then you go to the polar opposite. You go to a team like the Pats that are super structured. They bring in Josh Gordon. They bring in other guys that have problems, and you can't make it work there. So if you can't make it work on one end of the spectrum and you can't make it work on the other end of the spectrum, who at one point is going to take this guy? You've but it worked it. in New England. It For did. that one or two weeks, it worked. Let's be clear, it worked. The only problem was that allegations came out and they couldn't deal. They just moved on from there. Correct. That was above Tom. That was above Bill. That was a Bob Kraft decision, no question. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin reminding you it's all about ESPN Audio at home. Be your smart speaker. ESPN Audio at home brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans. Drive a Mercedes-Benz van and find out how far an extra mile really goes from customization and service to financial assistance. Mercedes-Benz Vans are ready for anything more NFL talk in one minute. But first, let's go from A to Z. And from A to Z is brought to you by Redbox. New at Redbox, Antebellum, starting Janelle Monet. Stream this theatrical home release today and visit redbox.com for all the ways to watch. After saying in August it would postpone all sports, not just football, until the new year, the Pac-12 reversing course Thursday. Its CEO is voting to have a seven-game conference-only football schedule beginning November six. Title game held December 18th, right up against the announcement of the college football playoff. Men's and women's college basketball begins November 25th. That was previously okayed by the NCAA across all leagues last week. The Mountain West also voted Thursday to play football this fall, and they'll begin October 24th. They will go with an eight-game schedule. The Mid-American Conference meeting today to decide what they are going to do now that essentially everybody that has been out for the most part is back in, not counting the Ivy League and other non-scholarship leagues. The Big Ten, as you know, is back. And so is Rondale Moore, who is one of the most exciting players Whee! in all of college football. Key, you know this guy's great. A receiver a couple years ago, first true freshman, consensus All-American in Big Ten history. Great receiver. He can run with it. He's a special return guy. Todd McShay says he'll be special one day for an NFL team. He's got him as the number 32 prospect oh, in the 2021 draft. If you're mm. watching on ESPN News right now, this kid's speed for Coach Jeff Brom is unbelievable. One NBA note, Bam Adebayo is good to go for Game 5. Heat coach Eric Spolster saying Thursday he had a wrist injury in the second half of Game 4, but quote-unquote Spo says he's been icing it. He'll be ready to go for the closeout tonight, which you can see, potential closeout tonight, which you can see at 8.30 Eastern on ESPN Radio and listen to on ESPN. Excuse me, watch on ESPN Television and listen to on ESPN Radio. The Heat could be the first team that could punch their tickets to the NBA Finals. That could be tonight. Okay, so back to the NFL we go. Sunday night football, Breeze, Rogers, Saints, Packers, Michael Thomas, Key's nephew. We're still waiting to see what the situation is with his ankle. I don't know anything. Okay. So yesterday, Adam <laughs> Schefter seemed to know more than Key, and Key's got better. Good. Sort of- I want that's Adam's job. I don't want to. 
Get involved. Don't compromise yourself, Keith. Yeah, I stay out of that. Adam Smart. usually has good sources, but in this case, Keith might be the closest source to the situation. Devontae Adams also banged up a little bit here for the Packers. So both teams might not be at full strength offensively in an offensive league. By the way, Aaron Rodgers, nearly 1,000 yards in two games. They've been outstanding. He has just been terrific out of the gate. He came in with a chip on his shoulder, and he is obviously maximizing it to the extreme. All right, Keith. So let's just say they are full strength, ready to go. More offensive weapons. Breeze and the Saints, they'll roll out Sunday, or Rodgers and the Packers? Mm. I mean, it's pretty even, right, for the most part. But I think I think I would have to lean toward Drew Breeze in this situation if, if they're at full strength, right, given the fact that you have uh, Michael Thomas, you have Emmanuel Sanders, Kamara, if I said it right. Kamara, Alvin yeah, Kamara. Yeah, got to make sure. You've been, you've been consistent over I, the yeah, last gotta, two weeks. Got to make sure because he doesn't like Kamara. So yeah. Kamara, um, Drew Brees, Cook the tight end. I think that that's a little more firepower. Although Aaron Rodgers got some stuff on his own. Aaron Jones is legit as they come, the running back spot. Devontae Adams is legit. The other receivers are coming along, but they're still, you know, the first two games they did well, but because they have, doesn't have a large body of work, that's the reason I would say that the Saints lean, I'm leaning more toward the Saints. It has nothing to do with the nepotism side of it. Uh, when you take these two quarterbacks, both of them are first battle Hall of Fame guys, I like the zip with Aaron Rodgers on his footballs a little bit more. He's a little more dynamic uh, to me in terms of delivery of the football, the placement of the ball. Uh, Drew Brees is certainly one of the most accurate quarterbacks in NFL history. But, you know, as a a unit, a complete unit, plus the head coach and Sean Payton, I would would lean more toward New Orleans. I I was going to say New Orleans physically, I think, has more weapons. But the psychological advantage I, I give, I mean, to Aaron Rodgers and I give to the Green Bay Packers. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is off to the start that Drew Brees wishes he was off to, to be frank with you. And, you know, you just made mention of this key, the the confidence that Aaron Rodgers has right now to sling that thing down the field outside the numbers. Defensively, if you're going into this game against this team, you're going to challenge Drew Brees to throw the ball deep. No more underneath routes, no more check downs, like throw the ball. Let's see how you handle throwing the ball deep. Wouldn't you say wouldn't you say so, Key? Um beat us down the field. I would I would I would say so. I would, but I think that the offensive style is such that they're not trying to push the ball down the field. They just kind of methodically like to move the ball. One other thing, speaking of throwing the ball, you wanna one of the best stats about Aaron Rodgers for the first two weeks of the season. They have one three and out. <laughs> they have wow. One three and out. Think about that for a second. Keyshawn Z, J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. We're also brought to you by Indeed, finding a high-impact hire is a serious goal for your business to use Indeed. Their flexible payment options mean better bang for your buck with no long-term contracts. They'll even give you a $75 credit for your first sponsored job post at Indeed.com slash high-impact terms and conditions apply. We will have Joe Fortenbaugh, our ESPN gambling experts. We want to take your calls 888-729-3776. College football in the SEC is back this weekend, but obviously with COVID-19 protocol. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. 
They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.